You didn't set up the audio. We can't hear anything. Danny McDevitt. Hey. Well, Every week. I'm Dickie, and it's Green After Dark. Welcome to Groom After Dark, Warhammer 40,000's only late night talk show. For some reason, the only Warhammer 40,000 uh, 40, podcast you can hear being produced in the introduction. Uh, my yes. name is John, and I'm here to misinform and entertain as we talk about the goings-on over the last week in the world of Warhammer. This week, we're going to round up what's happening in our holiday hobby challenge. We're going to check out some Russian propaganda and around the net. And we have a special Christmas edition of The Price is Right. Um, we're going to get caught up in our mailbag. And if you like what you're seeing, one, you're a little crazy, but you can support us by liking or subscribing wherever it will let you. And if you're able to, throw a couple dollars our way by becoming a member on YouTube or commenting below with the answer to this question, what is the next new army in 40K? See, I changed it this week. We're, we're wow. cooking with gas now. Uh, before we go, on, let's meet the team who make it possible. First up, he's the co-host with the co-most. He's our competitive champion all the way from Moscow, Idaho. It's Danny McDevitt. John, is my most based on mass? Um, I mean, I think, not, most, I, think not, I have the most mass of all the co-hosts. Not on purpose, but it's an accurate but, statement, yeah, okay, so cool. we'll stick yeah. with it. No, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with it either way. Yeah, in our third place of mass, it's going to be the beautiful face of everything square base. He's a fantasy enthusiast, casual 40k enjoyer. It's Val Halfelfinger. Ahoy, hoy. And Dickie. I really bungled that intro. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, have you been producing the show longer than I produced the show yet? No, I don't think so. Hmm. Yeah, beautiful. We do get a lot of love here. Um, oh, wait, got- I, can, can I just ask what happens when I do? Are you just gonna lay into me like it's no tomorrow? Or no, I just wonder if I'll lose the stigma of being the most incompetent producer. <laughs> uh, definitely the worst glasses. <laughs> That's uh, all yours. Dang, dude. You do have a good collection of uh, eyewear, though, to be fair. <laughs> I have two pair. I've got two pairs of sunglasses these days. I like to flaunt, flaunt them when I can. They're almost like two identities. Uh, you have your Val Heffel finger glasses Where are and those? your Val Heffel toe glasses. Heffel um, toe. I, w- I really want to get these made with, uh, with like the. What do you think? What do you think, Daddy? The Galmaraz or maybe a twin tailed comet? Oh, what do you think? Do you think? Do you think either of those things are trademarked? Probably not. Well, you think this berserker is not trademarked? What berserker? That could exactly be could be anybody. You, this, is just re- keeping, this is just Reese defending his home. That's all it is. Keeping uh, keeping count at home. That was uh, ninety seconds before we had a fantasy reference. Good job, Val. Uh, we're getting in there faster and faster. <laughs> I got. I got a. I got a. A, a, a manse. Sitting right behind me. I mean, the fantasy reference was apparent from the start. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. And you're, is, don't take off your glasses for effect to have another pair of glasses behind. It's been done before. Uh, this week, Has uh, it? The, the comment of the week is brought to you by our friends at Frontline Gaming. Uh, speaking of uh, Reese defending his home in full berserker armor, uh, you can get all of your product there with 15% off every day or even better, get secondhand stuff. Help them clear out old junk that no one else wanted. Uh, I bought a whole bunch of uh, Necrons there last year that were crap at the time, and now they're great. Look at me. Um, <laughs> speculating <laughs> to accumulate. Nice. Uh, anyway, this week is all about me not remembering. Uh, this was an actual comment on last week's uh, episode. It says, what is the movie with Space Wizards? Don't leave me hanging. 
Danny, Val, Dickie, I have no recollection of this whatsoever. Oh, I brought it up because I watched a movie that I didn't finish that had Space Wizards and I, 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 I couldn't finish it. What movie was it? I don't remember what it was called. I was going to say just hanging again. It was on Amazon, um, if that helps. That probably doesn't help. It was free and huh. deservedly so. <laughs> None of that information helps. A movie you can watch for free on Amazon that's bad. Is... About Space Wizards. So yes, just space wizard. space Amazon. Wizard. Here, I can, someone yeah, okay. who has watched a lot of bad Amazon movies in the background while working at his job right now. Uh, that doesn't narrow it down uh, a lot, but we're excited to find out. Could it possibly be Battle in Space, the Armada Attacks? Yeah, that could be it. Cool. Jesus. Then we answer there's the question. Actually, there's also a uh, Reddit uh, thread here uh, entitled, It is a movie about space wizards. <laughs> <laughs> I was being sarcastic, but Val, looks like you found it right on the head by just Googling Amazon Space Wizard and not like... Ignoring the Jeff Bezos that one. That seems like that could be a whole other video category, though. It's true. Yeah. True. And a terrible. It might terrible just category. be talking about Star Wars fans uh, taking um, Star Wars 2 seriously because ultimately it's a movie about space wizards. It's true. It's true. It's just a re. I mean, it hits pretty hard. Yeah. yeah. Star Wars is just a regurgitated hash of the. The story of myth, the hero's journey, and it's the same plot points over and over, but we enjoy it. But anyway, moving on. Uh, what a great question. Why uh, don't you take a sip of that wine and calm yourself down there, bud? <laughs> okay. Your literary reference. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's what I'd like to see. Okay. That's power right there. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't say, you didn't say out of what receptacle. So that's on you. That's I'm not gonna on me. I'm going to be honest with you. I liked the drinking straight out of the bag. I respect <laughs> that. That's how you know we require more support at Patreon or YouTube.com. So I'm drinking wine straight out of the bag. Uh, let's so jump into some. Keep doing? What's you that? Want to keep drinking garbage wine out of a bag. Yeah, help him out. Is that what help you're gonna out. do? Is that what we're gonna, yeah. gonna drink? You're gonna drink some garbage wine out of a garbage bag? <laughs> Is that what you're gonna do? Huh? You know what? I'm gonna move to a glass as we move to state of play. <laughs> uh, ah, it's a transition. That's why we're professional. The content shit, but man, are the are the transitions and all the parts smooth. Uh, Big Papa C, I'm disappointed by the lack of soccer jerseys today. I will say it's quite cold in my house, and I also came straight from work, uh, which is, to be fair, one room that way and right beside all of my clothes. Um, but we're, ju we're just in here. We're doing it. Uh, guys, uh, Mark M in our Grimcord, uh, which you can get access to by supporting us here, is running a holiday hobby challenge uh, that we highlighted last week. That's a lot of H words. Yeah. And I thought today we could look at some of the progress that's been made uh, so far throughout this. And maybe you could give your expert critique uh, on kind of what's been presented so far. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So first up here are these beautiful guys. I will say the unknown artist um, did spend the entirety of Wreck-It Ralph uh, putting Agrax Earthshade on all of these uh, as he insanely tries to just batch paint an entire army. Feels early in the process for Agrax Earthshade, um, I feel. <laughs> it's kind of like, so, like skipping to the end. So what I do, uh, for my guys anyway, is they're Lead Belcher and then Agrax Earthshade, and that gets kind of the metal color down. Mm. 
Um, and then you paint on top of that and aggrax away. But uh, man, I could just sit and do one step over and over and over again. I'm having a, a blast with these Necrons. Um, I built the, um, the, the, the overlord with the translocation shroud. What a fantastic model. That thing is four parts. That's yeah, it. Not very many pieces. It's really nice. It's really nice. Um, the, the, the lightning Lord, what's his name? Imotech. Yeah. Great model as well. That kit was really satisfying to build. Um, but yeah, beautiful. Uh, it's, that's what I did yesterday. Isn't he beefy? He's so beefy. Uh, and then Danny, I was going to ask you a question. Say if someone, maybe the hobbyist here, was getting four heavy destroyers and two of them broke off their base because they're stupid fucking models. Uh, <laughs> what's the best way to repair that? Uh, my experience is when those break, I tend to pin them in the same place that the joint was previously. So I just drill out that part, drill out the base because it's you know it's designed to have you know, a long rod inserted in there. And so I'll just pin them to their base and then glue that with super glue, John. Yeah. Uh, I like Kim L's suggestion. He said, I think you should get mad. Yeah. Uh, which is what I did. Or get fair, even. fair. Speaking of now, getting uh, even. Uh, I, have a, yeah. I have a quick question. Yeah. Do you guys realize that Emotech is a, is a reference to the 1999 Brandon Frazier film? The mommy. What? <laughs> With the guy who looks like Vin Diesel. But like Vin Diesel's cousin. Uh oh, come on! You can't do that to him. Oh, Vin what's Diesel? his name? No, he's also he's the evil, he's the mean boyfriend in Titanic too. What the hell's his Billy name? Billy Zane. He Billy was Zane. also the Phantom. Oh, yeah. Yes, he was the Phantom. Billy Zane. Beautiful. God bless him. Great voice, uh, that Billy Zane. Wonderful. But you know, what? I think I he's also got a cousin in Crash Test Dummies. Uh, yeah, band. it's you know, uh, Vin Diesel. It's interesting how much Games Workshop seems to fix it on that movie because they launched an entire fantasy army based on that movie, and then they also <laughs> released a 40k army based on that movie. Well, it was just specifically Emo Tap, who is the villain from The Mummy, right? Uh, and not as far as I can tell in my brief googling of it while you guys were talking about um, Agrax Earthshade first. Mm-hmm. Um, they 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 remixed it with emo tech, which I, I thought mean, was kind of cute. He's a robot. Kind of cute because he's a ro- ro- robot. Did, do you guys think there's any kind of um, correlation between the fact that Tom Cruise released a reboot in the of the Mummy about the same time that GW planned to re-release the Old World? I am unaware of the Tom Cruise reboot of the Mummy. And you call yourself an old world fan. Uh, moving on. We That's have- not fair. That's not fair. Hold on. Brennan Frazier finally rehabilitates his career uh, by by playing a morbidly obese man uh, and, and, and gets nominated for an Academy Award only to have Tom Cruise steal his title role. Is this possible? I mean, it already has <laughs> happened. This yeah, it's happened. happened. It was years ago. Yeah. Well, I don't even think the time frame works up for the joke, but I was yeah, like, I'm going to go with it anyway. Universal wanted to, uh, <clears throat> they wanted to maintain their license. What the hell? Tom Cruise and the mummy from 2017? Yeah. That's right Terrible. about the time we started hearing rumors about Old World. Soylent Green is people? This is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> But as you can see, Danny, like if you look at the Necrons we have assembled here, is a bunch of stuff. So we have some Tesla Immortals, some Heavy Destroyers, nothing really world-breaking or kind mm-hmm. of gaming the new Codex, just some kind of good things. Um, but yeah. we want to, like, we have our next uh, person here who who has their hobby challenge. What are we looking at here? Oh, that looks like some 
wraiths that this person bought off of eBay on forty millimeters. What is yeah, going on? Yeah, they need on? to get their bases re. They need wow. to get their bases redone, put on fifties. Obviously, hasn't even started yet. Blooding uh, for punishment, whomever this is. Hey, whoever yeah. this is, when they order fifties, if they want to order one more or like five more, <laughs> have some rates that need rebased as well. Whoever it might be, I'll see what I can do for for them, John. Yeah, we'll leave I it. I probably out. have. I probably have a hundred fifty millimeter round bases. Really? Yeah, because like- I rebase all the shit that I buy from AOS, so I have so many round bases oh. of every round. You're like a Camoan <laughs> with your three D printers. <laughs> Like a million bases with a million more on the way. Print oh, away. That's so funny. Uh, but yeah, Danny getting into the Wraith meta, uh, which, you know, I, I can't say shit about. Yeah, I only had six, John, so I needed another, at least another six. I probably should. Well, the probably- fact that you don't instantly go and buy 18 uh, says a lot of volumes about you as a comp player. You know, I saw someone not- once. <laughs> I don't want to say that. Your words. Uh, I just want on the on the topic of wraith modeling because they are so you know annoying uh, as a model. I saw someone model them. I think it was my friend Caleb model them as like scorpions. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and just but I feel like it made them just so much more usable rather than being on their little tiny whippy tails. Well, yeah, you it's know? it's a huge modeling for advantage. Like how's right the modeling there? for advantage? Exactly. I think. Well, because the, 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 the large part of the model is low to the ground, easy to hide behind a wall, and the ah. tail is just up. It's way easier to hide a tail yeah. than it is a big old cockroach body like these guys. And honestly, on the 50s, they're not bad. They're pretty well supported. They look good they on 50s. Yeah, though. they look really good on 50s. Guys, I'm just saying. Okay. You are. <laughs> just uh, moving on, we have some of the most beautiful skin I've ever seen painted, and you guys Gross. know how much I love skin. Uh, there's at least four different ones here on this giant model from Mark. Yeah, that's good. Um, uh, loving the thighs, uh, like toenails and who doesn't, who doesn't toenails and thighs. That's, that's where we're at. Um, Val comments on this, this beautiful boy. Oh, she had to pull his glasses off. Oh, I just wonder is that if that's a slap chopping or not, or some sort of a glaze going on. Oh, it could be. Yeah, I could see that being slap chopped. Could be, and that's. I just, I just love slap. I just love the method so much. I'm just such a. I'm, a, I'm an aficionado of the slap chop. Mm. We'll never. We'll and never I don't want to accuse someone using an advanced technique <laughs> of, of slap chopping, but man, sometimes you can make that slap chop look like something advanced. But just yeah. the way that that cowl, that cowl is picking up certain little. Doesn't look like it was edgy. It looks looks like it was pre shaded at the very least. I think yep. it looks gorgeous. Shadow, uh, great. beautiful giant. I uh, do find these these giants somewhat uh, tragic because they are ultimately pretty monopose. Yeah. Well, there's yeah. only so much you can do with like human models with like bare skin. That makes it's no not sense. like you can ball join them. <laughs> <laughs> Were you a writer for the original Warhammer Fantasy? <laughs> I can't do anything with this 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 human body. There's only. <laughs> What, 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 I, I'm, I'm too constrained. Bring me the Perry twins. <laughs> uh, John, actually, I wanted to follow up on an earlier anecdote. I'm curious oh, yeah. to know uh, whether or not uh, in the uh, Black Street um, uh, 
He's going to enjoy the music Dickie's playing for us. Uh, thank you, Dickie. Uh, just wanted wanted to know in the in the famous uh, Black Street song, "No Diggity." Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think the reference of "I got to bag it up" brackets bag it up refers to drinking wine from a bag? Well, well for first off, I like the way you work it, so I, <laughs> no I can really no diggity. <laughs> I really can't go that, but like I would say no because "bag it up" implies putting something in a bag. Whereas with something as fine as an inflated bat, oh, no, no. I found the bag. Something as fine as an inflated bag of wine uh, that would have but nothing would added you, to it. Would you not lift the bag up to imbibe from it, hence bagging it up? You know, I'm going to put the bag down as much as possible because far enough down the bag, it will start to put me down. So it's mm-hmm. important that I get those early licks mm-hmm. in. That's fair. Really kind of raise the self confidence. Just to be um, clear, I'm pretty sure the song's referring to potentially condom usage, though that doesn't make a lot of sense either. Uh, no. That doesn't seem real. I would not <laughs> write a romantic song telling people to put condoms on. That seems very but, anti rock yeah, John is notorious. As someone with multiple children from multiple women. No diggity. It's no diggity. Anti-condom John Cornell. Yeah. Um, he's not going to tell people to back <clears throat> No, dude. Pope <laughs> fucking loves me. Moving on. We have uh, Russell with his Stormtrooper inspired card. Oh, which I freaking, that scheme looks amazing. I can never mm. paint white uh, because I would go to put the black parts on and then I would miss and then I would get mad and throw it in the trash. Yep. That limited edition Kazakhan Sergeant looks real freaking cool. Yeah. I totally forgot that these are new models. I was like, oh, nice throwbacks. But these are like actually current models. That's sick. Yeah. They yeah. re-updated. They look great. The Kazakhan yeah. ones do. Yeah. And then last couple here, we have a kind of match together. Welshman and Master Hands here. Something that you guys all recognize on the top. And then some cool um, Shatterpoint. Because this is a Shatterpoint podcast. It is. 40K. Uh, some Shatterpoint at the bottom as well. But everyone doing great work on getting through. Uh, and uh, I'm doing my traditional 2,000 points in a month that I do every December. Uh, so I'm excited. Danny, uh, are you excited to work on those rates? Yeah, as soon as I get done with finals this week, I'm going to, I'm hoping I can get them done this weekend and maybe the two, the, maybe uh, my Emotech and uh, the the Field Lord. Nice. So, to see that. Does the three armies that I like rebased and painted up and, and like got going last month for for the the square base gt do, do they count um let me see if i go it looks like we're the, counting stuff from december and january right. did you do it in december and january no i didn't i didn't know. oh okay no and by the greatness of my beard then no uh did it by rules of the of the painting challenge you're you're disqualified yeah i saw I some i saw Mark. some lumineth realm lords there uh-huh and I wondered, have you uh, have you seen anyone make use of them as high elves? And and what did you think of it? Like, have you seen someone like cut off all the like goofy bits from them and make them I, high elves? I haven't. I mean, I think the maybe the lancers make kind of cool silver helms, I guess. But you'd have to do some helmet reconstruction on those boys, I think, a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. They, I mean, it could it could it could look cool. Uh, I'm not opposed to it. I just wonder how well they'd rank up, and for sure, like. They're new Spearman and new Bowman models, so that's infinitely better than what high elves have going on right now. Old big old hands. Yeah, those big gorilla mitts. Hulk big, hands. Big fists. Yeah, that'd be Mess. funny to meet your whole army up like they have Hulk hands on. 
Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, the person running this in our Discord, Mark Murphy uh, Val, came in and said, no, they don't. And then confusingly said nine, as if you got nine points for it, um, mm-hmm. which is the only... Yeah. Po- I speak German, uh, so there's only possible explanation. Excellent. Um, but yeah, if you guys want to join in, uh, feel free to join us on our Grim Court, available to all of our members across various platforms. Uh, there'll probably be prizes. Guys, we'll probably throw... Well, we'll throw some shit that way. Uh, so if you want to win random shit, you, you know where to get it, even though I really didn't explain it at all. Uh, moving on, let's let's go around the net. I don't feel that's fast enough. Can we do that again, but have the music be slightly quicker? Please, now. Rich didn't speed it up though. He just he just pressed the button again. He just pressed the button again. He didn't even try. He didn't even try to do the bit. Yeah, no, he didn't even well, try. It was that. clearly faster. Just time it. Thank you. That was a good move. That wasn't even a soundboard. That was just a bunch of random people pulling you. Um, I found this awful thing on Reddit. Usually, I cover up people's names uh, to protect identities. This time, I didn't. Is it as bad? It's uh, essentially an art piece showing, I think, Gulliman and, and Vrain and yeah. an Emperor's New Groove style. Uh, so what I want to ask the I mean. panel just now is describe the plot of Pixar's Warhammer 40,000. Uh, Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say Buzz Lightyear. Um, turns out that uh, he wasn't crazy the whole time. In fact, he was ostracized for not being uh, as much of a fascist as he should have been as a space marine. And the actual space marines come back to reclaim him, and it turns out that he's from the missing uh, 11th Legion or whatever it was. You said the 11th Legion is space rangers? Yeah. And that makes Zerg Horus. I mean, your word's not mine. (laughs) That's true. <laughs> uh Danny, instead of uh like apart from just like a, a, a dummy thick dumper, describe Pixar's Warhammer 40k. It's the well, as this picture depicts, it's basically the same plot as Greece. <laughs> Wait, you said the same plot as Greece. John Travolta dancing toward, you know, like look, it's it's right there. It's right there, guys. Like Maybe it's like Footloose. I don't know. Oh, wait, wait, let's. I never let's, actually saw the Emperor's New Groove. What what is it based on? Is it um, <laughs> the Emperor's New Clothes? Um, Has no clue. Yeah. All right. But then, yeah. okay. So you're you're positing a world um, where in a world, Gulliman and Riverine will hang out over summer and kind of yeah. get uh, uh, the fall. They both go back to the same, I guess. Mm-hmm. They're respected races. Respected races? Yeah. Then how do they come back together again? Well, I mean, I guess West Side Story. You know, John, war brings people together and tears them apart. So sometimes sometimes it brings, sometimes it makes uh, unlikely bedfellows, uh, you know, like Dante and the Silent King, for instance. I would love for, and, uh, um, I, was, I would love for oh, maybe Kato Sicarius to sing. <laughs> Love will tear us apart mm. to Gulliman just begging for the Legion to be kept kept together and to didn't, leave the alien girl alone. Didn't uh, Yvrain bring Gulliman back from the dead, if you know what I mean? She did. Well, partly. You also got a cool robo suit. Need I say more? He had a male enhancement and he lived again. 
I'm just saying. His shriveled, his shriveled, disused space marine junk. <laughs> I, w- I just love the idea that a space marine's wedding tackle remains original size and then probably just shrivels away even more. So they just have like just the tiniest cock and balls that are just like I would like like think- like a like like the tail that we have have like some people still have like a tail pocket. Because you're like we, we no longer no. have a tail. We have like tail bones. Tail we all have like a well, human being like a, like a bulldog's tail, but <laughs> also like many bulldogs' testicles and penis. Um, well, turn around and get and uh, not correctly proportioned, unless Maybe you're, you're bulldog, dude. unless no, you're Richard's dog, dog, in which case <laughs> uh, ruined. Uh, Very powerful penis. Just a thick bratwursty penis. Well, you know what, guys? That is actually a fantastic transition to the what? next thing I found, uh, which was this guy here. A uh, guy? Yeah, well, you know, Start I don't want to assume. This seems to be uh, right up old Johnny's alley here. <laughs> <laughs> Just because my wife is an Asian lady in her 30s. No, Nurgle 31. I, th- I oh, think you're getting <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm gonna ask you guys what's the first date like with Nurgle? Tell oh. me. <laughs> oh, well, this works. I ask the questions, then I sip the wine, and you answer. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Were you guys as surprised as I was that this is Matt? <laughs> If this is Matt, um, oh man, um, the thing to bag it up, John. As yeah. you feel, oh, man, so, so against, like, let me know how you're feeling here, bud. No diggity, no diggity, no diggity, indeed. Um, Start chatting today, yeah. So, what, what, what are Nurgle's red flags? Well, misspelled Nurgle, I mean, that's one thing for sure. Um, 31 really years old might be in a little long in the tooth for a for for a cam girl. The tooth between the legs. I mean, of course, um might be just peaking for uh stomach mouth though, especially if they were uh, of the Nurgle oh. persuasion. Oh, you know, yeah. Nurgle loves that. Yeah. Love a good That's stomach delicious. mouth. Yeah. Beautiful. Moving on. Dicky, you have a, you you look very excited off screen right there. No, I'm good. I'm good. Show us your hands. All right. Well, if you're not going to show us your hands, we're going to move on. I showed you my hand. I hope I never have to see that again. Uh, Moving on. This one here is a disappointed woman. See, it's all linked this week. Uh, He's a 10, but he doesn't write (laughs) custom lore for his armies. Um, Starting uh, with you, Danny, uh, tell us the cringiest lore from your current army. Oh, easy. Uh, it's Thazar the Necron Pirate. He is the most garbage character in the history of 40K, probably. Or at least close to the top. He's a terrible character, and uh, they even make fun of him in the lore for being an idiot. So, uh, yeah, Thazar sucks. You made me I'm, snort wine up. I was about to say, I'm pretty sure wine just came out of John's nostril. Oh, I missed well, it. I, I, I was taking a sip, and I breathed into the glass <laughs> in a snort. Which the the shape of the glass then blew it up my nose. Uh, you know when they call like having a drink of something a snort, John. That's not what. Not literal. Mean. Not yeah. literal. No, no. It I found that out in Vegas when I asked for a snort or the butt. 
Yeah, that's fair. Val, uh, what's yeah. your cringiest lore? Uh, I had creamsicle colored uh, uh, towel and uh, one turn of the one of the first tournaments I ever went to. They had a they had a, like a, a lore requirement. It was the Capital City Bloodbath at the time. And this is only going to make sense if you're from Ontario. Um, well, I guess Canada. Uh, I called them the uh, they were led by the commander Jack Laytow, uh, uh, based on Jack Layton, the leader of the uh, NDP here in Canada. Um, mustache. I had a strong mustache and also orange. So they're the Laytow. Yeah. That was it. Nice. Dickie, what about you? Yeah, I know you have strong mustache, orange glasses. Uh, but we need some custom lore, not just vowels applied to yourself. I don't really, I don't, I, it, I guess I'm the guy that she's making. I don't, I don't think I've ever done lore or custom lore for any. Do it now, your world eaters. What does your lord do? Yeah, what, what's his name? What's his favorite color? Yeah, pink, pink. Surprising. Yeah. So, yep, I would have said he red. Likes lung wounds, John, yeah. from the air that gets in the blood. Or he gets so excited that his tiny little marine just dilutes the blood pink. Got him. Got him. Beautiful. Oh, moving on. Next up here. Um, oh, this is by the way. Ooh. I just want I just threw this in here. <laughs> I wanted to remind oh. everyone it's it is canon lore. Um that uh Scorp- Scorpac Lord for Necrons is called Senor Scorpac. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is the reason everyone should buy the Spanish rules version of the Necron Codex. <laughs> Uh, that was it. We can move. There's no questions. Uh, I just love Senor uh, Supremo. Senor Supremo is my favorite. Ever. I'm really sad that Senor is just gone uh, from this iteration of the Codex, and we just have the Supremo. Well, that was it. I just I love I love that it's uh, Senor Supremo. Hmm. Moving on, Danny. I put this down as Danny's Rules Corner, uh, <laughs> where I would like for you to explain why this makes sense. Does that tank have a swastika on it? I uh, know it says no, uh, zero eight nine. Uh-huh. Good, because if it said fifty five, we would have still been in trouble. But it's slightly <laughs> less racist than you thought it was. Yeah. All right. Well, wouldn't have been the first time I found some stuff. But let's <laughs> get propaganda in the show. Yeah. <laughs> Whoopsie. Um, this seems I don't interesting. Think this is right. But I'd have to research it. I don't know. I've never encountered this happen happening before. Danny, as a talking head on the internet, um, you actually just say what you think. You don't. Yeah. So it is measured uh, from base, but I don't think it's measured from model hall. That's interesting. But I, it's vertical coherency. Yeah, exactly. So I think it's measured from the, or or, you know, it's vertical engagement range of five inches. But I feel Mm -hmm. like it's measured from the bottom of the floor to the top of the floor, not from like the middle. Those are some nice. Black banana peels. Thank you. Yeah, just wanted to make sure. Beautiful. Stinky, John. I don't know. I don't like. I don't. I don't like this. I don't like this at all. It makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Explain in lore terms why the model on the left cannot fight the model that is directly looking at. Lore terms. Yeah. In lore terms. Yeah. Oh, this is easy. Uh, Carnifexes are extremely afraid of heights. And so even though he's climbing up on this rock, that's as high as he wants to go. He doesn't want to have to lean over, reach over, because if he falls on his back, um, the the spore chimney things that he has on his back, they don't let him get back up. It's like no. an ultimate turtle situation. He's dead. That's, that's fair. Bad. That's fair. Of course, the the hive mind can solve and adapt to anything apart from vertigo. 
Correct. Uh, and what about the tank? Why can the tank fight? Because no lore reason. It's going to run over the building. can drive through a building. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's Makes obvious. Sense. He's yeah. Clear as day, really. Yeah. That's it looks fair. like the it looks like the the Hormagon's gonna like jump out of the building like and do some epic like Chinese yeah, that'd be sick. something off the top and if you did like a swan dive right into yeah. like the hatch like and then just you know and die because kill, he's only strength three yeah quick question can, just, can flamers still shoot planes in tenth edition yeah for yeah. sure I love that that is just something they're like no nope, we're just always gonna make this a thing. <laughs> Can you there's nothing, there's the nothing we could do. Door? There's no way we could solve this with keywords. What? Or Mikey Brand comes in and is like, hey, what did we just say? Flamers can't target flying. Nope. <laughs> Not or, at all. Or how about aircraft? Don't they have an aircraft keyword now? Yeah. Yeah. You just yeah, say no, no aircraft. Yeah. No, no. That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. I saw um, 40K I, just now. Boom. I heard you guys love uh, Russian propaganda. So I mm. pulled this one for you both. Uh-huh. It says, uh, Russia Today's chief, Margarita Simeon, or Simeon, yeah, says Not- she's writing a book about the terrifying woke future that awaits mankind, wherein our species goes extinct because everyone has cut off their genitals and replaced them Ooh. with household objects, from a hose to a vacuum cleaner. Hmm. Uh, Danny, does Games Workshop have a case for copyright infringement on this post? Yeah. Uh no, John, they don't. It's it's too uh generic of a of a of a, of a topic. I don't think that they can have any kind of copyright claim here. In my opinion, as a non uh, as non legal advice, John. Fair, uh, Val. If we replaced our genitals with a hose from a vacuum cleaner, right? Uh, which is also, by the way, Danny and I's nickname for our friend Josh. Mm-hmm. Uh, where does the dirt go? Well. I also want to know, is this, do I have the functionality of, say, the Spaceballs uh, lady who could go from suck to blow at will? No, uh, you're literally just yourself, but instead of a penis, you have a hose. Um, just, I mean, like, so I have a, uh, I mean, a, a penis is, in many ways, especially mine, like right, a hose. but yours would so. be so similar, um, <laughs> the vacuum companies would sue you for infringement. It's a real hog, buddy. It's a real hog. Look, I'll say this: if you get a if you get a vacuum hose instead of a penis, your helicopter game is going to be on fucking point. Can you make the like noise with it, like when you spin it around, like that hose thing? Or is there no? Or is there no motor, John? No diggity. No doubt. Okay. Uh, also, also is I mean I'm, I'm just going to look into this from a hose to a vacuum cleaner so i could also replace my penis with a vacuum cleaner you could have a you could have a vacuum at the end of your penis fell i mean there's some benefits there yeah it's true okay (laughs) you could scare away most dogs yeah not my actually this is actually that's a very good point my dog my my dog attacks my vacuum constantly oh no so this could not this would not it's not end well you want to do that uh, we have a comment here. Did do, 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 where is it? Uh, oh, it's Dickie saying, "Did we just become spiky?" <laughs> and, I, and I want to throw in here: we're going to like course correct here. There's going to be no more very adjacent weird stuff that's sort of 40k related uh, to make sure that we have the highest quality content. That's not just kind of clicking in, things. I tune into the Long Wharf for because they baited me in with uh, with some with some uh, old world content uh, last week. 
And you stayed yeah. for the poop story? <laughs> and, no, the poop story, you can you can skip over the poop story because it's always right at the beginning. It's always off the top. I mean, easy enough to dodge. However, I then had to listen to two guys who have probably not even read, like, I, I don't even know that they've read the title, The Old World. They probably only received this 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 knowledge from there. And they just made up nonsense for 40 minutes, including Rob Bear saying, uh, theorizing that uh, Old World was replacing AOS, that everything was lining up, and then that actually what's going to happen is that AOS is being discontinued. And that's what that's what Don that's what Don Bringer is. He's like the end times happened, man, and they released this campaign, and then it was over, and now old old world's coming. It lines up. And I'm like, this is the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. The whole story, man. If I just knew we could come on air and just give insane takes rather than make fun of things, I would have done that a year ago. Holy crap. But I just I, I I can't commit to a bit like they commit to that bit like that bit is just just the bad takes are just they're too committed. I couldn't well, I couldn't say what they were saying with a straight face. Let's let's commit to the bit here. Um, moving on to this from Join Dicebreaker on whatever the fuck it's called now. It says MTG's Cluedo inspired crossover <laughs> lets you win by fingering a murderer. So for our panel here, if Cluedo 40k exists, guys, who are you fingering? Look, if I finger the murderer, do I bring them to justice as well? Like, am I doing no, this for justice? Sure. That's a good question. Morally, you have to ask yourself: Is it for justice or is it for my own personal pleasure? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, these are two different things. Uh, I mean, it's not necessarily mutually ex- exclusive, but you know, some people are into murderers. I'm not one of them, but if I'm fingering the murderer, does that bring them to justice? Mm-hmm. In the setting of 40k, is there a murderer in particular that you would want to finger? <laughs> Actually, that's a hard question. Because yeah. everyone's a murderer, right? Like all yeah. of them are murderers. Like literally everyone we've met in 40K is a murderer, which True. is kind of crazy to think about. Is there someone who's who wouldn't qualify to be fingered as a murderer? Um, I think the emperor of mankind, but just because your finger would burn up before you got like past the knuckle. I mean, he's well, a murderer a billion trillion times over, is he not? Yeah, I mean, he's murdered. Yeah, every day he murders millions of people. Every day he's murdering. Every well, day he's murdering. murdered in your name, is that really your fault? I mean, do you have to really finger him, though? Doesn't everybody know? That's true. That's true. I mean, like, look, there's you, you, there's a time and a place to finger somebody, and like, you but have to, you have to be select, you have to be selective on that, right? Like, someone, someone confined to a chair like that might mm-hmm. appreciate a fingering more than. Uh, someone who is fully able-bodied, or maybe they can't, like you know, they 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 don't want that. But how are they going to tell you they're confined to that chair, Val? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, so, yeah, I mean that's true. I would, like I, I was assuming, I was, I was. Oh, let's, let's just be clear here. I was assuming that consent had been established and clearly communicated psychically with the corpse emperor. You would have a thing or a situation where you'd be like, you thought you fingered the emperor, but it was I, Cato Sicarius. <laughs> also a murderer. Yes. 
<laughs> but I would never finger Cato Sicarius. <laughs> no, no, no. We want as little to do with him as possible. No diggity. <sighs> no, no. Definitely, definitely bag that one up. Yeah. Um, I found this one of Heart and Heart of Iron 4 memes. Oh, no. Uh, They'll retweet it from Subnautica, uh, which goes to the depths I go for this show. But it's a simple trigger a fan base with one sentence. I mean, this one has Hitler on it. This one definitely actually has Hitler on it. 100%. Top one. Hitler is in the the literal thing. Do you know what Heart of Iron 4 is? Yeah. I'm just okay. saying you're always trying to get Hitler in the show. John, what is Heart of Iron for? I don't know. It's a strategy game uh, set in World War II. It's oh, look at that. Final, it's, it's, the, the <laughs> it's the final form <laughs> of... No. Uh, it's where Crusader Kings finally ends up, is it not? Or is no. that? Or am I confusing it? No, no. It's very similar engine. Uh, essentially, you, you take um, Switzerland and try to become the most aggressive country in the world. Mm. And take everyone over and fail miserably. Or if you're me, that's what you do anyway. Um, but speaking of games workshop wise, 40k fantasy uh specialist games trigger a fan base with one sentence. I got one. I got one. Vicky, go. I, I I've got it, yeah. Uh, go ahead. Vicky. Magnus did nothing wrong. He's okay. And we said Classic, trigger yeah. and not bore. Classic. I yeah. mean, you could have just been like, Dark Angels are chaos. Well, I mean, they are, but other than that. Female space marines are necessary for 40K. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Female space marines have larger penises than male space marines. That Probably. is true, because male space marines famously no penis. <laughs> All right, maybe. Uh, I'll give you a Maybe. Chat coming in strong here, King. I'm sorry, coming in strong here, Kim Elsing. Matt Ward is back. Um, Big Papa's and Underworlds is good. You know, I had fun with Underworlds. Yeah, Underworlds was not enough to invest uh, how much they want you to to be competitive, but it was was a solidish enough system. Seemed like fun. Quick, quick little game thing. It was fun. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Danny, I think I agree with you. With like, yeah, female space marines are, are necessary. Oh, female space marines provide the organs to turn firstborn into Primaris. Um, how about uh, Stormcast Eternals on square bases? Oh, yeah. I, I think it would look cool. I, like, they're on 40s, like a 40 millimeter based army. I think it'd be fun. Yeah, they'd be, they'd be sick. Yeah. Yeah. Val's got a way better one. Val's got a way better one that he refuses to say. What's my better one? What book series have you not read? Horse Heresy? That's right. (laughs) Not one book. Not one. You should start with Nemesis. And then Horace Heresy is dumb. Was that how I would trigger Uh, them in one sentence? For you, apparently. Yeah, well, sure. Royal Custodia here is trying to, Danny, incite us with his thoughts by saying Fast and Furious 3 is the best. But I would argue that as a movie, it's probably like structurally one of the better of the 10. Um, it's very tight. It's very well well storyboarded. All the action is very is, good. Is is Fast and the Furious 3, is that, is that Tokyo, Tokyo Drift? Drift? That is Tokyo Drift. Yeah, it's Tokyo Drift. Yeah. Um, that was a good movie. Just a quick, I got a little bit of a meta fan theory here that, Love it. Um, that in fact, just because like the Horus Heresy is just say a comically long time 
to get to the end. Mm-hmm. And do you think that maybe this whole time Dan Abnett has just been catfishing everybody? <laughs> and there there actually is no end or death. No, because in the first two uh, volumes of the end and the death, they say the end, the death, uh, legitimately three to four hundred times. To the point where the star was like, hey, they said the thing. And then by the end, I'm like, stop saying the thing. We get it. <laughs> Please. Please stop saying the thing. Um, I re- did a find and replace for the word the and just changed <laughs> everything to the end and the death. Instead of just <laughs> that is how it feels sometimes. I would love for volume three to finish the very last page be like, finally, the emperor stood in front of Horus and then killed him and then sat on the throne. And just have all of these books, all of these thousands of words resolved in one paragraph that looks like it was written by an intern at a computing firm. Chat GPT. uh, Yeah. Chat GPT. Sum up this in one paragraph. But it won't happen. I mean, the end and the death would kind of cover it. It was the end. It was the death. Um, As is said several times, it is the end and the death. So, quick question: um, Who is saying the phrase "the end and the death" if the if the characters involved are unaware of an end I or mean, death? Val, who isn't saying the end, the death? Is it our is it our unnamed voiceless or narrator floating, uh, telling us the events are happening? Is it the characters in the moment uh, winking heavily oh. towards the camera, Jim style? Oh. Yeah, when they're like, Sanguinous, we should go now. And he's like, yes, otherwise it will be the end, the death. <laughs> just staring like right into the Oh, that's camera. awful. Oh, that yeah. is just terrible. Yeah. I believe uh, Royal Custodian Chat says Samus, uh, Demon says it as well. It's a very oft-used phrase. I'm just going to say, much like all the Marvel movies, kind of dodged a bullet. Mm. Wait, you haven't all the Marvel, Marvel movies, movies either? No, I watched the first half of the end one and then I never bothered seeing the second half. So you watched the first half of a movie that requires 12 movies to understand where you're at? Yeah, and I actually I did watch a summary of those 12 movies though on, on the YouTube and felt like I kind of got away with it. Beautiful. Yeah, you absolutely did. Well, post-Endgame. Endgame no, was a lot of entertainment there, Val. Nice yeah. job. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the old world with you. Uh, moving on, we have this beautiful slide here from Arturo. It says, Tau players, is this thing worth it? And to that, guys, I ask you, is that ginger person worth it? Oh, absolutely. He does not look like he has a good grip on that Manta. I'm not going to lie. He, I, I feel like it is... Yeah. I feel like it's a little bit forward in his stance. I feel like... That could slip right out. Doesn't have a strong base for you, sure. You, you really got to watch your stance. Make sure it doesn't slip right out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, large Forge World models, guys. Uh, best, worst, uh, in between. Like I know like, a lot of them are. Is this the best project. or worst? No, like in your opinion. Like I've seen, like our, like we have a friend who got a, a Warlord Titan, which has yeah. a phenomenal model. I actually had two built at my house at the same time. It was very strange. Um, Huge, uh, but at the same time, what what do you even do with it? It's enormous. Uh, I like I like the idea of using it as like one of those lantern jockeys on your driveway. <laughs> Jack o' lantern, like Danny. What is your favorite large scale large Forge World model? Uh, like looks wise, I guess I don't know. Um, 
probably I would say the Chaos Reaver is my favorite. I really yeah. like that model a lot. Some or the uh, not the not the other, the uh, what's the the Titan with the what, what's Val got? I don't know. Um, He's Janice's favorite Forger oh, World you know model. What? I just thought of this. It's the big fucking fire dragon. That thing rules. What is this thing? I think this is Quiggeth. No. Oh, is it the land train? Oh, did you get a land ship, dude? It's a land ship, baby. Sick. Oh. Man, that looks official as heck. That's Let's sick. take that off camera in case they check the streams. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, this is this is this is definitely legit, one hundred percent. I have actually, if you want to see my uh, recast, it's it's <laughs> over there. That's the How do you sell a recast? Heading towards. Um, what I thought you were saying that what you I thought you said it wasn't legit. How do you no, sell a recast? Yeah. Ask, uh, ask, I, mean, I want to sell it. I want to sell. I want to sell it. I don't want to. You know. I mean, I just. I don't. Want, I don't want someone to give me like the money that this would cost. Ask me again in three slides, uh, and there might be a place uh, where we can go with that. Uh, next up, Danny, you shared this one here, uh, and I oh. kind of added to it a little bit, but but tell me, what are we looking at here? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Yeah, I have got to push the button. Oh, thanks. Yeah, perfect. Here oh, we go. Wow. Uh, an oh, Amazon wow. uh, bought together here. It's uh, cat ear headphones <laughs> pink, along with a pink mouse and the <laughs> black Templars. <laughs> Start collecting sets. Or sense. Patrol. So we're only four hundred thirteen Canadian dollars. Yeah, which is totally reasonable. There, those must be nice headphones. I don't know, guys. I collecting cost two hundred. You drop the bag again, buddy. <laughs> no, no, I, I have no recollection or knowledge of what four hundred thirteen Kadin is. Is that a good price for a mouse headset and, and some miniatures? I don't know. What would, what would you pay for a headset, a mouse, and some miniatures? I think the majority of this would be the Combat Patrol. <laughs> to be honest. Which faction is most likely to be enamored by cat girls? <sighs> it's in the meme, John. It's Black Templars players. They're Black the Templars apparently. So many times. Do you think, Danny, when you go to LVO, uh, or if you go to LVO, you're going to give, if you find a Black Templar opponent, you're going to be like, oh, here, these are for you, and give them cat ears, and then use your size to intimidate them into wearing I, them. For the you know, John, game. that sounds like something that I would absolutely, as a bully, that sounds like something I would absolutely do. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. I love it. Uh, this might be secret knowledge to a couple of folks here, but we have a couple of finance guys on this podcast, and I wanted to talk to them about some figures that just got released so Dickie, value up as this first one comes up saying Games Workshop slips 11% on drop in licensing income. That was really funny that that's why they think that it dropped 11%. Guys, are we in trouble? What's happening with Games Workshop? Uh, well, actually, I haven't looked since, so it may have bounced already. So I'm gonna, as I'm going to talk, I'm going to update this. This is I'll, kind of the same as with Danny with the rules where you're, you're talking head and the internet context doesn't matter. Just spout. <laughs> Baloney. We don't want. No, no. I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely curious because when that when that happened, I guess that was Friday. So yeah, today would be the first time that this is actually ha like we we had a trading day, uh, and it, it continued to drop a little bit. Dropped a half a percent today, so it didn't bounce. Uh, but yeah, there was a, it was eleven percent in one trading day. Basically, they gave their like, um, they're sort of they, they have a half year report. And they have obviously their full year report. They gave their half year report, and they said that actually they were ahead on um, on earnings. Um, they were ahead on everything, and slightly missed on licensing. 
And so I think basically the financial media was like, aha, because they didn't do really great on licensing. Um, the, the thing dropped 10% um, or whatever. I suspect what it was is that they didn't beat their sales from last year as crazily as they probably should have, given that it was the release of a 40K edition. Mm-hmm. Um, and I suspect the fact that they're kind of just selling out like they're at a capacity. You can only sell that out so much. You know what I mean? Like it's not like they made more. It's like, yes, it was the new edition of 40 K, but it was still just, you know, instead of there being other things to buy, they just sold the new edition of 40 K. You know what I mean? It's not like they were selling that more. They just, they just sort of sold. It was just the new edition 40 K could have been anything because they just yeah. sell, they just sell everything. So I think they, I, they didn't, they didn't grow their profits as much as I think the street thought they should have. It would be my guess. And by the way, this is totally a guess. Um, and so it ate shit. Also the Amazon deal is not materialized. Sure. Yeah. That'd be my so, guesses. I got taken on a, on a financial roller coaster last week. Uh, not just cause my heating's out, but because we got that information about dropping 11% off of licensing and then everyone kind of calling doom and gloom. And this is the end of GW and all of these awful things. And then I saw this next one up here, like immediately afterwards. Um, so it was Games Workshop hand staff 2,500 pound bonus as half year's profits rise mm-hmm. 12%. Um, so my question for you guys, obviously as financial experts, is what's Mike Brandt buying with 2,500 pounds? <laughs> um, maybe like i like just like a like like one new like rare coral for his terranium. Oh, <laughs> beautiful. The joke's so inside you can't see it from the street. <laughs> Probably like a bottle of Pappy Van Winkle. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Pappy Van Winkle. Congrats, Mike. Um Yeah. Uh yeah, the, the, then there's this. So yeah, their profits rise twelve percent. I, I just I I would love to go back to like the eighth edition and probably even the ninth edition drops. And I suspect that they made like just so much more money than an extra twelve percent, but maybe I'm wrong. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, great things. Also, course, the licensing is- thing was completely overblown. Like that is literally like it's a tiny fraction of their income. Um, they made they did was something like twelve million first half of the year last year. There was eleven million this year. It was just, like, it's it's like a nonsense comment to say that. Right, it was like it's it's a growing part of their business model, right? Like, and I think it's a I think it's a really valuable part of their business. Like, mm. but I mean, I, yeah, obviously, I think that there are other things that they make a lot more money on. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's I don't even think it's ten percent of the pie. At this yeah. We do yeah. have a live view of their uh, licensing manager uh, right now on the next slide, Dickie, if you want to throw that up. <laughs> hey. Yeah, sensible chuckle that no one who listens will understand. <laughs> oh, hey. Hey, you know where you could sell that land ship, by the way, Val? Mm-mm, mm-mm. We are talking about Dickie. Where Which can one? you sell that land ship? The old one or the new one? Oh, I don't care. It's a transition. Oh, okay. Oh! Goddamn. <laughs> Woo! I didn't see it coming. It surprised and shocked me. <laughs> it was so set up. Welcome. You won't believe what game they're playing tonight. It's the one I always fall back on. 
when I sit at excited. 8 p.m. on a Sunday night. Oh, man. And remember. Is that Vin Diesel in a Christmas hat? You Well, family's really important this time of year, Val. <laughs> <laughs> but when it's 8 p.m. on a Sunday night and you think, shit, I didn't write a show yet. Uh, then you always go back to the eBay prices, right? Christmas edition. Vin Diesel, of course, pictured because family is what's important this time of year. But tonight, on a special Christmas edition of the eBay prices, right? We are looking, as always, for the next great Warhammer price predictor. Uh, our contestants will bid on a series of Warhammer items recently sold on eBay that I found by Googling Christmas Warhammer. Okay. Will they guess the final auction price and win prizes? Uh, I ho ho hope so, uh, as we <laughs> oh. see who knows their Warhammer. And he's heading home. Yeah, oh, four I'm and not one. This freaking game. <laughs> Dan, <laughs> just leave. That's going to be the level of joke we hear through this segment. I'm done. I'm out. Uh, our first contestant, uh, raring to go, hailing from Moscow, Idaho, is he's a law student in his final year. He might be able to pass a bar, but can he pass his quiz? This is Danny McDavid. John, I am ready to bid on some eBay prices right. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm here. Heck yeah. And his opponent from the frozen, forgotten wasteland of Toronto, Canada, isolated in the nuclear winter of the North. He has no one but his family for company, who he must keep safe from the roving packs of mutated, reanimated corpses that did not read the fine print about socialized medicine. You live in Alaska. With only his father's Smith & Western for protection, the only item he could smuggle past the Canadian military regime. He's down to his last two rounds in a homemade explosive device, but will he guess the right price? It's Val Heffelfinger. Smith and Wesson. I don't I don't know guns. I live in America. Come on. <laughs> hey, question. How yeah. much do I have to pay for you to write a new story for me every week in an introduction? <laughs> <laughs> Never. Well, I just, every week I add about a sentence onto Val's introduction because it's mm. hilarious that he is far more urban and, and modernized than I am in Alaska. Uh, but it's fun pretending he yeah, lives he in by way of Scotland. True. Yeah. Like what percentage of your life have you had running water? <laughs> like five. He's <laughs> got you there. Oh, Zing! Ta- are you talking right. about peeing? Because peeing, I've, I've had running water my whole life. Oh yeah. The drips. They call them. I All do. right. I got the drip. But anyway, let's get going. We have a whole bunch of fantastic items up for not offer because they're already bought. Um, but the first up here is our limited edition staff exclusive Xmas oh, present. Ron Space Marine statue. I do believe wow. they charge staff 2,500 pounds for this, which is about <laughs> the same amount as the bonus. Just immediately get back <laughs> all of the staff bonus, money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You can have did- you could have twenty five hundred pounds or whatever's in this box. <laughs> box. Um, I will say, Danny, do you think someone's buying this to make it a true scale space marine? Because I did notice scales a little off. Well, no. that's tough. Do you think? I, do I think are we doing the closest thing it? again, or are we doing? Yeah, it's going to do right? math again. We're gonna we're gonna be we're gonna be good. So it's yeah. actual prices right or bullshit? It's bullshit prices right. Ah. Where it's closest, you can go over. But I'm done. The days of one dollar bids are done. Almost yeah. only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades, homie. Let's go. Oh, I wouldn't know about hand grenades. We live in America, not Canada. Val, what did he say? Well, Danny, as our defending champion, yeah, he's defending champ. Time. He's defending champion. I defer to you, sir. Uh, 
and I believe, is that Hulk Hogan in the Santa costume? No, I don't think so. But anyway, what's hiding in his sack, Danny? How much is it going to cost you? Shriveled testicles. <laughs> oh. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's a meaty sack, John. Uh, I is. think this guy is going for, it's bronzed? <laughs> That's what it it's says. It's uh, a wooden plinth? Is that what it comes plinth. with? Yep. Well, your word's not mine. I can't say that because it's not in the listing. All um, right. though. say, God, this has got to go for $325. You know what it takes to sell miniatures, Danny? Bronzed balls. <laughs> I'm going $750. Oh. $750. To the moon. Hmm. Well, you both. <laughs> it was $140.53. Old uh, rules, you would have both been losers. Uh, but in this Danny case, Danny is a winner. Danny is slightly a winner. Uh, I mean, I did, I did guess a very large number. I'm gonna, I want half a point for that one, John. <laughs> no, nope, you're going to you get the full, full point. You take the full point. You take you're getting the full oh, point, no. even though you're more than double wrong. Uh, you're still closer than seven fifty. Uh, <laughs> Moving on, we have this wonderful, beautiful seasonal oh, Warhammer no. Christmas cards vintage collection mm. of Games Workshop cards. <sighs> Looks like we have a third edition cover on there. Looks like the Warhammer Siege cover is on there as well. A little old, uh, was that third edition? Second? What was that with the fantasy there's one? Warhammer the Fortress. Right there? There's Warhammer Fourth Edition. This is the High Elves versus Goblins. Fourth, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, third edition Blood Angels cover. Third edition by John Blanche. Uh, That's an iconic cover. Come on. And mm-hmm. uh, then beautiful Wayne England drawing of White Dwarf. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say that this was going to go for, geez, it's got to be $42, John. Wow. $42. I was thinking $32.50. So let's go. $32.50. Okay. $32.50 for yeah. you right there. And these are beautiful cards. Uh, yours for only $12. Bucks. Yeah. I was going to say 12 bucks. <laughs> so moving on to our next one John, here. Where are you I finding these, these people are selling this Warhammer memorabilia for extremely cheap. I feel like this stuff should be $30 shipping. $30, $30 shipping. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. where the money is. They got, you got a bubble wrap. Like, I've been watching a lot of Pawn Stars this week. You know, mm-hmm. I can oh, buy that, but that, I got to buy a frame for it. I'm going to have to display it, send it for a yeah. while. Yeah, it's it's not worth more than $12.54. Okay. Uh, one bit. Moving on for Val here. Our next one here is from last year. It is the Warhammer 40K collectible coin, the Red Gobble Christmas Grots Orcs Game Workshop new. Uh, I will say these coins are amazing. Danny, I know I picked one up for you when I was in yeah. uh, the UK. Uh, super cool things. Uh, very collectible, much cool. Uh, but how much did someone pay for the red gro- red gobbo Christmas grot or $65? $65. 65. Thank you for just making me stop talking. I appreciate that. $25, John. Shit. 25 for Danny. Yeah. And it was 1730. Yeah. All right. So no one likes memorabilia. I got to remember that's this. What I'm, yeah, that's what I'm realizing. I'm good. Models, Models good. good. New in box collectible good. stuff good but anything that's not a model no one gives a shit got it yeah even though as nurgle matt says in chat we love red gobble just not financially yeah yeah just not in coin form 
-hmm. Moving on, uh, we have this guy here, which is confusing to me. Maybe Chad can help me out, or maybe even in the comments, let me know no. what this even means. It's the build. Warhammer 40k Rogue Trader RTLE Spaced Out Marine, aka Christmas Marine. Um, I cannot figure out what is Christmassy about this at all. Huh. Does he have a sack over his shoulder? Maybe. Doesn't even have a beard, really. No. Hmm. Um. Now this is a model, Val. So I know this sucks. <laughs> some increased value here. He's a rogue trader model, you, and you well. never know with these old lead, lead lumps whether or not they're like worth a bunch. Or He'll nothing. definitely give you heavy metal poisoning. I will tell you, he is subjectively awful. Uh, is, that helps you guys. He's objectively awful, John. I'm going to say that. Um, I'm going <laughs> to say. Lawyer. Oh man, um, thirty-five dollars. Oh. Thirty-five. Well, Danny doesn't seem to value uh, tradition. Thirty-six dollars. Oh, thirty-six. Oh, wow. Eleven. It was eleven ninety-two. Get wrecked. Get wrecked, Val. Get wrecked. You went the wrong direction, Val. Got the, I was. I was had the right instinct. Just went the wrong way. Yeah. That's okay, though. You can save some face. You can't win, but can you make it 3-2, or will Danny almost do a clean sweep with our final item? Now we're going to pull this up here. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's just British television legend Bruce Forsyth. He's going to move out of the way here. Thank you, uh, Bruce. As discussed by Nurgle Matt, everyone loves the Red Gobbo, and we have right here the Red Gobbo, the 2019 uh, special Christmas miniature. So starting with you, Danny, who or who, how much uh, did the Red Gobble go for? It was sold on December 3rd. So it was someone with Christmas on their mind. Hmm. 30 bucks, John. 30 bucks. I had $27 in mind. I'm sticking with it. 27. The right number is. This game what? is bullshit. This game is what? bullshit. <laughs> One six. Fifty for the red gobble. I remind everyone, and maybe if I can put this in here, uh, that everyone loves the red gobble. Unless he's a bronze coin. Danny's just leaving. Danny's is done. I'm done with this. He's done. Let me just pull this here real quick. I I wasn't sure which one I had. I gotta check this guy out. I gotta see how much these things are worth. We just throw this uh, on here. Just another successful adventure. You want to go about, pull that slide back up there real quickly, Dickie? Nurgle Matt from chat. We love Red Gobbo. We love Red Guys, Gobbo. if you want to maximize True. your eBay values, talk to Matt. Yep. Uh, mm. He will he will either confirm your biases or say something random and weird. Or bid uh, your Red Gobbo the gop, man. Maybe he's cornering the Red Gobbo market. Maybe yeah, this, he just bought them all and he's selling them off slowly, much like I used to do with leather in World of Warcraft. Uh, moving on, we're going to do a really quick listener question. There's more? And we'll get okay. out of here just so we can run this <laughs> bumper. <laughs> what? The, the, Dickie, the bumper. The bumper. Oh, oh, the bumper, the bumper, the bump. Bang. Nice. Beautiful. 
Uh, this one comes from Nick. Uh, he says, what do you think of the new Cosmic concert from McDonald's? I think he means concept, but if you want to roll with concert, that's fine. Uh, both in the fact they are named it after some 80s mascot and that their big selling point is that you can buy shitty pretzel bites at 3 p.m. I don't know what he's talking about. I so, have no fucking clue yeah. what this is. I'm not like linked into whatever like McDonald's is doing on social media, Nick. So like, have you not so, seen Cosmics? Cosmics to its universe. This is growing this week. I don't know. People don't need to see me read about this. Maybe we can come back to it next week. Well, we'll come back to it. I'll send you an NPR article uh, where they talk about it. It's essentially a rebranded McDonald's. What uh, from what like is this from some sort of cinematic universe? Is this like what it was in Back to the Future or something? It's a Rick and Morty reference. You might not understand it. Oh. Uh, oh, here we go. No, it's not a Rick and Morty reference at all. This is it right here. In all its grainy glory, it's a cosmics. Oh. But why? But they only have half the M. Yeah, but also half the excitement. They got the Why? What is the purpose of this? They also don't have the same menu. Very strange. No, they don't. But yeah. Uh, so I guess uh, our thoughts are... Yeah. The creamy avocado tomatillo sandwich? What's a tomatillo? Luckily, they do, for whatever reason, just have McMuffins. I'm looking at the menu right now on Twitter. Very strange. You mean X? They have... Yeah, whatever, dude. Uh, they have the signature galactic boosts. I'm interested in the shower, the sour cherry energy burst. Uh, hook me up with that. Oh, yeah, this helps. Like in chat, like, Royal Custody said this is Primaris McDonald's. Oh, <laughs> that's pretty good. Cosmic's menu yeah. is rooted in beverage exploration with bold and unexpected flavor combinations, vibrant colors, and functional boosts. Well, we'll see a range of specialty lemonades and teas. I wonder if these guys will have the um, the drink that kills teenage girls. No, that's uh, Panera Bread. Um, but right. with with marketing language like that, if you work at Starbucks, you should probably start looking for other corporate gigs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I guess that that would be our response: is uh, mild confusion, um, yeah, as you yeah, can yeah, tell by the grin and the beard. Old to enjoy this, apparently. Yeah, that's fine. Anyway. Look, Moving if they on. Start serving for loco, then maybe I'm going to pay more attention to that, Kim. I hate to say this, Danny, but I think I'm too old for four loco now. Gone are the days of pounding a four loco. How do you, how do you out. think he got that gray beard, man? Yeah, four loco mileage. Three kids. Well, yeah, it's it's fair. Look, man, um, I'm sad for you. I wish that you could stay as young and hard as I am. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, look, I get it. Yeah. I get it. I don't have people looking up after me. So if I die due to drinking a four loco, it won't. It'll be sad. Yours will be a cautionary tale. That's fair. A sad cautionary tale that no one needed any caution about. They knew not to do that. <laughs> Which I think is a fantastic message to leave. We have a redundant cautionary tale. <laughs> um, as the thank you for joining us here on this redundant cautionary tale. We call it after dark. You can What's find. Not- the podcast <laughs> all of our socials and where to support us at grimafterdark.com uh we'll be back next minute oh we do have something to talk about guys oh yeah yeah uh 
couple of things are going to be happen. Scheduling wise, Christmas super weird. Christmas is on a Monday this year. I'm not fucking doing a show on a Monday. Never. Uh, so we're going to be off the 25th of December. No show the 25th. Taking Christmas off. You guys call yourself Americans. I do. Taking Christmas do. off. Corporate America. <laughs> taking Christmas off. Paid. Uh, <laughs> And then next week, uh, we're going to have a very special episode of the past three years. And guys, it feels really weird to say that we've done this for the past three years now. Is that uh, real? But this is year three where we're going to have Pete the Falcon come on and talk to us about his favorite Christmas movie that we told him to watch for this time. Uh, mm-hmm. This year is going to be Die Hard 2. Uh, so if you're looking for Warhammer content next week, there will be even less than normal. Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How many how many episodes have we done? Do you think? Um, at least hundreds. Uh, no, it couldn't be hundreds. Hundred forty? Could we have done three years? That's 50. no, we haven't. No, we started in the summer. We've done two and a half oh, years. Two and a half years. So at least a hundred. Wow! Someone figured that out. We've done too many. <laughs> That's all that matters. Um, <sighs> so there won't be that much forty k content, but can't it's catch always, my uh, breath. A good time. Uh, again, we'll be talking about Die Hard 2. If you are in our Grim Corps with the rest of our supporters, this Sunday at a time TBD in the afternoon sometime, uh, Danny and I, at the very least, will be in there watching Die Hard 2 along with you guys to steal all of your best jokes so mm-hmm. we can tell them on air like we always do, like you're some kind of Oompa Loompa <laughs> joke factory. Right. Thank you um, for giving those jokes. Then we'll be going to be discussing it on Monday the 18th. Uh, there will be no show on the 25th and then as of January, guys, we are moving. Uh, Val, doing very poorly in fantasy football this year, uh, has made a special request that we move to <laughs> Tuesday nights. Is it on me? No, it's it's not. It's no, multiple it's of us. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, so Monday nights on Grim are going to be gone. We started on Tuesdays. We only moved from Tuesdays to accommodate. <laughs> no, to accommodate we moved to accommodate dice um, check. Chapter tactics, oh, sir. That's yeah. That's why we moved. We moved to I the. Forgot about that. Yeah. yeah, that's why we moved. Tuesday was our day, but now we're so back, we're baby. Going to be back on Tuesdays. Back at it. Um, starting the the first week of January. Uh, Tuesday nights. Mark your calendar or whatever the hell you use now. Probably not. Uh, you'll get a weird notification on your phone. It'll be fine. Um, but remember, when your life feels like a never-ending siege. And things can't get any worse. Join us here and remember that's always no diggity. Bag it up. It's time to step into the grim darkness with nerds gather talking Warhammer madness. Grim after dark, the podcast with the hosts, John, Daddy, and Val, but they're not the most. Claiming to be experts, but it's all a facade. Talking about battles and dice rolls, they're all odd. Trying to sound cool with their Warhammer talk, but I'm here to expose. It's all just squawk. Nerds, nerds, everywhere I see, talking Warhammer this, like it's a decree. But let me tell you, homie, it is all just a game. In the real world, homie, we are not the same, so put down the dice, step out of the dark. It's time to live life, nerd, make your own mark. Grim after dark, the nerd's playground, talking Warhammer this, acting all profound. But when I listen, it's all just a bunch of noise. I love roasting nerds and their stupid-ass toys. Stupid-ass toys, I want to grab them, put my hands around the neck. Squeeze, squeeze, Warhammer, squeeze, until they can't breathe or breathe again. <laughs> Tell a friend, tell a friend, I'm out here roasting nerds again.